This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to Come On Kind here from the KCLR 96 FM studios with myself, Martin Quilty, and my co-host, as always, Anya Fahi. We have a lot to get through on the programme today. We are going to be previewing the, or reviewing, I should say, the uh, Leinster final, senior Leinster final from last weekend. That was, of course, Kilkenny and Dublin. We'll be previewing the championship coming up as well this weekend, which begins with an away trip up the north to down for Kilkenny as well intermediates are not out this weekend and we'll give a quick rundown through the schools competitions the newly sponsored KCLR 96 FM primary schools camogie competitions as well but first of all Anya you're most welcome again this evening we were in Port Leash at the weekend for Kilkenny and Dublin in the Leinster senior final it was four in a row for Kilkenny they came out of it we can claim the four in a row there was no competition in 2020-21 it was an emphatic victory 5-11 to 12 points in the end. And we've had a few days now to think about it. So what have you thought about the game at the weekend? <laughs> Do you know what? Like it was a really good victory for Kilkenny and I think it's definitely what they needed heading into the first round of the championship against Down. Um, you know, there's nothing better than having a team full of confidence and getting a win off their back heading into championship and to get a trophy on top of that is, you know, something that they would have been really, really happy with. Like a Leinster medal at the end of the day, it's another medal in their back pocket and it's a serious achievement and it's another accolade that many of these girls can just add to their list of growing awards and medals that they have already. Um, the game in itself, I thought for the first uh, first 10-15 minutes, I really thought the Dublin put it up to Kilkenny and they were kind of exchanging scores um, over and back and I think then once Kilkenny just got on a run, um, Aoife Doyle got a goal, Miriam Walsh got a goal and I think Kilkenny literally just took off from then and there was no fear that anybody was going to catch them in that case. You know, they took their scores really, really well. I thought the forwards really started working extremely hard um, they were put under a lot of pressure I felt in the first couple of minutes of the match I thought the full back line for Dublin just they were really hounding especially Miriam like they were literally on top of her but she kept going and she you know she got her scores then as well the backs I thought were very solid throughout um, but then I think the turning point of the game was the second half the first 10 minutes Kilkenny absolutely blew Dublin out of the water. Dublin had absolutely no answer for them at all. Uh, two goals again from Aoife Doyle and Miriam. It really just it really just put um, Kilkenny well ahead and put Dublin to bed. And I suppose that's one thing that Kilkenny are probably looking at. And I know I listened to your interview with Brian afterwards and it's it's about finishing teams off early and, you know, being able to, you know, get girls in, fresh legs in. Um, so, yeah, like I think they'll be very happy with that. You know, obviously there's going to be a couple of things that they're going to want to improve on. But, you know, as I've said before, Every great game, you're going to have something to improve, improve on. Like, but I think, I think heading into next week, they'll be very, very happy. It's a, it's another Leinster championship for them. They certainly will. There was two periods, as you mentioned, one of them in the the first half. Um, there was a lot of lull periods of time as well that there wasn't that many scores in it. But that's because the defending from both teams was mm-hmm. pretty much solid, like throughout. Albeit Kilkenny got three goals in the first half, like there were three very well worked goals, like a good defence wasn't going to come up against that and stop it anyway. But um between the eighth and the twenty sixth minute, um Kilkenny was two three to two points. Two three to one to two points in that period of mm-hmm. time. That's when the goals were scored. And really the soccer blow, I suppose, for Dublin came right almost on the stroke of half time yeah. when Denise Gall picks up a ball, scoops it across to Katie Power, bang on the halfway line and she taken her shot, mm-hmm. puts it in. Mary O'Connell is waiting for it right underneath the ball. Ava Mooney is there with Eve O'Brien, goalkeeper comes out and the ball just deceives everybody it just flies over the yeah. back of everyone and into the net and really I suppose that was a soccer blow for Dublin directly at half time because there was no coming back from that Yeah I definitely think it was the nail in the coffin and it's very hard yeah okay half time came straight after that but you could imagine going into a dressing room and that's literally just after happening to you heads are going to be down and it's going to take a while to kind of you know um, you know, get over that and move on from it and the fact that they had to go in from half time yeah okay it probably did come at a good time for them but 
I think realistically the damage was re- really done at that stage you know that goal probably just set Kilkenny on a coast like and they were ready to rock and then you know the first 10 minutes of the second half as I've said already Kilkenny absolutely they came out and they trampled all blitz. over Dublin it like it, yeah. there was no way it was like it was literally like a brand new team had come out even though Kilkenny had been playing really really well in the first half they came out in the first 10 minutes of the second half and absolutely dominated like even like you know a poor puck out from Dublin Julianne Malone who we mentioned numerous times her work rate her hassling her Harry in and she stopped that ball coming out and she got a great point from it as well like so things like that I felt like I felt like for Dublin, especially in the first couple of minutes, they looked like they were so up for the game that they were literally tackling in trees and fours. But then Kilkenny started to do the same thing. And you could see when Kilkenny started putting on the pressure, they were turning over ball and they were getting some really well-worked score, uh, scores from it as well. You know, I think definitely from Kilkenny, their work rate was brilliant on Sunday. You couldn't fault it. I think, you know, Michelle Teen and Neve Dealey, for me, I thought they were absolutely outstanding in the backs. I thought they were had really, really good games. Um, you know, and I thought even the subs that came on play, played really really well like we have to talk about Sarah Crowley's point like you know it was absolutely unreal what she did and I seen Score videos the game, definitely, yeah 100% yeah. like I've seen videos going around on Twitter and all over social media about it and you know people are they're right like if, if fellas did it it'd be all over the place you know and you know it was absolutely it was brilliant but it just goes but to for show. anyone doesn't see it go on it's actually on the Kilkenny mm. Camogie page it was shared on it um, earlier on I think actually Adrian O'Sullivan who was the opposing manager yeah. actually put it up on it as if the likes of Keane Lynch or someone was after doing this everyone be raving about it yeah. I mean Spud got a ball for anyone that is listening into it and she was going down on goal and Hannah Hegarty met her plumb on with a shoulder now mm-hmm. by right it probably should have been a free but there was nobody looking for a free yeah. Spud was down on her knees there was three four Dublin players around her don't ask me how the hell she done it but she managed to catch the ball swing it and put the ball over the barrel when she was down on her knees unbelievable score definitely the score of the day and as we said, if any of the horrors had to be doing it after the weekend's games, it's mm. exactly what everybody would have been talking about. Phenomenal score. But she's such a good player. Like, she has the ability to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like, uh, yeah, it was a brilliant score. And what I kind of felt from this Kilkenny team, especially after yesterday, and I suppose maybe last week as well, like, we're so used to, and I mentioned it last week as well about Steffi Fitz, like, we're so used to seeing players play in certain positions. And it's kind of like nearly, oh God, you can't put them there. Sure, they're not a backer. Sure, she's not a forward. She's a natural back. But when you have the likes of Steffi, who we've seen all through the league playing at half forward, corner forward, whatever the case may be, she's just naturally slots back to half back. You wouldn't. But the think transition was seamless. You wouldn't know that she's normally a like, forward. Here, feeling for me coming in at coming in at corner back, half back the other day, like she to me, like I would see her as a natural midfielder, half forward. We have last year and that year. Yeah, and just completely like just used to like it, they, it, these girls look like they've been trained in these positions like they're able to come in every single one of those players that's come onto that pitch they're so versatile they're able to play in any position and I suppose that's the way Camogie has gone I suppose that's the way sport has gone as well that you can't just have a player who's only able to play in one position they have to be able to roam around and that's the one thing about you know Kilkenny and a lot of the other Camogie teams again like just because you're you're named at number 8 you're more Doesn't than likely not going to be playing there. Like it's it's not it's Camogie and hurling and football. It's kind of gone from fifteen on fifteen. Like it, you know, you're pushing out. You're leaving maybe two inside. There could be three or four in midfield at this stage or whatever the case may be. And you know, it just goes to show, show how versatile girls are and how talented they are as well when it comes to these games. Exactly, and I suppose it was a big day for Eva Prendergast as well mm-hmm. for first final as a captain being out. She started so well. She got the Kilkenny's first two points on the scoreboard as well. Both are from from play. Mm -hmm. contributed very very well as well in the first half she put a lovely pass across that was worked out between Neve Dealey and Miriam Welsh when they got the pass um, and Aoife Doyle's running off the shoulders was just fantastic over the weekend two great goals almost carbon Mm -hmm. copy you know she was there far to get the pass there was no stopping any of them shots as you said several times when she puts on the burners there's no stopping her but when you're 14, 15 metres only from goal like you're not going to be saving shots from her. No, absolutely not. And you know what? The, the funny thing about it is like we've seen like this is like her trademark move. Like we've seen her do this before. We've seen her doing it against Galway if I'm correct in the league final in Crow Park only what, two years ago. She literally just took off and there was nobody going to catch her. And this is like this is what she's doing and if you're marking her you literally have to know where she is at all time like but you need to have the pace to match her as well because once she starts going she 
she's gone and she's like she's coming out of nowhere like if you're watching that second goal that she got Neve Dealey has the ball like and you could see it nearly takes like a split second for Aoife to actually come into the screen before yeah. she gets the pop pass out and it's like a nearly a delayed reaction and she's just gone it's like you can't even see her she's just gone and the ball's just buried into the back Because was of hitting into a blue wall there yeah. was four or five mm-hmm. players around her um, and she just managed to get that lovely like Aoife comes it's perfect mo- timing just mm-hmm. a lovely little pass onto Aoife that's running off the shoulder I mean you try coach it as much as you can it doesn't yeah. always work out but when it comes so naturally to players like it's unbelievable and it really set Kilkenny up but we did manage to speak with Aoife Prendergast as we said a great day for the Dixborough woman and I caught up with her after the game Aoife Prendergast a good day here in Port Leash you've just been crowned Leinster champions and you're fourth in a row must be a great feeling as captain to get your first piece of silverware ah yeah it's a great honour to represent Kilkenny and represent Dixborough here today uh, we got over the line and it was a hard fought game but uh, we came here to do a job and we done it so Happy, yeah. A bit like Offaly, you really tore into Dublin in the first half. You had a sizable lead at half time, but just straight after half time as well, I think just 2 2 in quick succession that you got, you really put the, the game to bed very early. Was that something that you wanted to do? Yeah, look, um, it's well and good having a good first half, but if you don't come out and uh, tear into teams in the second half, um, you, you don't know what will happen. So, yeah, it's something that, that we want to work on and have a good first half followed by a good second half. You have a tight schedule coming up now, starting with Down next weekend as well. It was great to be able to empty the bench as well and give girls game time and rest some of the girls for the upcoming championship games. Yeah, definitely. As I said to you last week, uh, this team, this group of players, there's so much competition week in, week out. You don't, you could be starting one one match, you mightn't even get a run the next match. It's just that kind of group, and it's great to have so much competition um, within the within the team and everyone fighting for a position. So to get the bench empty today and everyone get a run Um, yeah it was great and I know you're always on about the team performance and the whole lot but to captain your team in your first out and major final I should say representing the club as well and getting two quick early points on the scoreboard does the confidence the world a good yeah look I was a bit nervous coming into the match not going to lie but um, I I really wanted to just um, get a good performance a good individual performance and then followed by a good team performance I wanted to contribute to the team today and yeah happy to get the two points but as I said again it comes down to the team Well we wish you the best of luck next weekend in the start of the championship and we'll be following you all the way well done though today Thanks a million Martin Yeah she certainly played a captain's role in that alright and they're always talking about team unity positions you know places competition and the whole lot that's what you want when you're going into championship and We've we talk flack. Let's be fair. Um, especially when you were at the intermediate game, myself and Nessa was below in in Escorti, um, and we were watching the the Wexford game, and we said the game was crap, and Kenny didn't really put in a performance. And while it wasn't being insulting to the girls, you can only say with what's in front of you, um, and it was. But the last two games, Kenny have been outstanding. Uh, let's be fair. I mean, I know Brian is probably building it up and he's building nicely now going into the championship, which leads us on next. It's Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Leitrim Fontenoise. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a three o'clock uh, throw in for Kilkenny to make the trip up to Down and Down are the hosts and yeah how do you see this game going do you know what I think there's going to be a lot of you know things that we're going to have to look into this game you would be expecting Kilkenny to come out victors in it but we need to take into the fact that they're going to have a three hour bus journey up you're going up to down into the heart of down where you're going to be playing a team who are newly up senior like this last year was their first year this is their second year so they're using this as a building as a building a stepping stone and they kind of feel like last year that they got the experience in so now they want to start you know nailing their place down and start cementing themselves as a serious team up there I think for Kilkenny you know it's going to be a tough out and I think the first day out is always going to be a tough for anybody um, but I do think having to travel to down is going to be you know it's going to be very very tough these girls have been on the trot the last three weeks they have the next what four or five weeks on the trot as well so it's a heavy heavy workload for them to keep uh, for them to be going at this 
Um, I would expect Kilkenny to come out victors in it to be fair I really do I think they just have more experience and I think we've seen them grow so much more especially over the last couple of weeks and you know it's great to see so many new players getting in there as well like you know Aoife Prendergast really played a captain's role on, on um, Saturday she was phenomenal she got the first two points um, in the game both from play as you said and she just kind of it drove the whole team on and then like you're getting new girls in there like the likes of you know Sarah Crowley has been coming in like she, you know, she started the very first day and she's featured now in the last couple of matches Lauren Norris getting a run as well at the weekend Kier Phelan has been, has got in the last two days as well Lauren Murphy who's, cons- who's consistently you know being brought in off the bench as well you know there's so many girls out there that are really <coughs> trying to nail down a place on, on this team like and it really is you know it's it's by no means it, that's a tough team to try and break into like and there's been girls that have been there for you know numerous years trying to break into it and like and I know I've mentioned this before but Michelle Michelle Teen and Neve Dealey they're there since 2016 and it's really only in the last year or so that they're that they're really after cementing their place as you know strong firm you know serious contenders for fi- for no, jerseys in 1 to 15 like and you know you can see by their performances over the last couple of weeks like they're just growing stronger and stronger and you know it's kind of now you're looking at it like these are nearly the experienced players on the team even though they're so so young as well yeah but I suppose that's the the fact that the players are being pushed um, that you have to perform well because if you don't there's somebody that's there yeah. waiting to take your spot as you said before like I mean Laura Murphy we've seen her she's out there playing so well in so many league games can find it I suppose a small bit hard that she's not starting maybe a few more games but then again when you look at the team you know who do you take off then out mm. of that forward line and the back line that has been playing so well as a unit in the mm. last two games like if you take the team that started against uh Dublin at the weekend um, there was five of the forwards that was on the score sheet Denise Gall wasn't but she made so many scores she did have a ball that was chalked off wide that we're still mm-hmm. dubious whether it was a point or not Dublin was the same in the second half as well um, but you know if you take the, the full forward line out of that I mean Casey Nolan got what 1-2 Miriam got 2-2 and Julianne got a point or two yeah. out of that as well like that's phenomenal scoring mm-hmm. for the front forward line that's there at the minute so for Kilkenny going forward we know they have the ability to mm-hmm. score and Brian has been talking about it that you know they want to be ruthless they want to try and get games over as quickly as possible and rest players that's coming up because it is a busy schedule as you've said already and if they have the luxury of having a decent lead at half time bring on a couple of substitutions or whatever it's not going to diminish the team because the girls coming in are as good as the girls are already there Yeah there certainly is and you know I suppose just back to that back to Laura Murphy point you know I feel like Laura is you know she's the freshness that they need when they're bringing her on and I, and I feel like that's why that's why she's been consistently brought in off the bench you know she adds this bit of pace and this injection of nearly ferocity when she gets in when she gets stuck in there like she kind of plays plays in around the middle of the field but but like I feel like there's something new when she comes into the field like so you'd, you'd have no fear throwing her in there like she just she just gels in well she gels in straight away she doesn't stand out you know like she shouldn't be there like you know she's really good at like driving forward she gets the head down she's winning freeze like and you know she tackles really really hard as well which is what you want to see yeah Kilkenny like their forwards have just been really on fire and I mentioned on Saturday as well like and you know usually we're so reliant on Denise Gall always scoring in matches and you're kind of looking at it going oh you know like the rest of the forwards need to just you know step, step up, up a bit, a bit yeah. and even though by Denise's standards yeah she didn't score but she did make a serious amount of scores she worked really really hard she in did. around to the middle third of the field but it was great to see so many of the other guys getting on the scoreboard but in saying that against Offaly we did have all six forwards and two midfielders getting on the scoreboard as well so and what's really interesting about the last two games is the scores that they're getting from play I think if I'm right off the top of my head, it was 5-10 that they got from play out of 5-11 on yeah. Saturday. You know, so that's a serious, serious turnover as well. Like 4-10 you know, from play the last yeah, day again, like, awfully out of 4-14. Like if you're, t- if you're going into a match and somebody tells you beforehand that you're going to get 5-10 or 4-10 from play in 60 minutes of hurling, you'd be taking their hands you would. as well with it. You know, it's a serious, serious turnover. And, you know, I think that's something that they've been working on. And, you know, they're really, they're taking their scores when they're, when they're on. They're not taking too much out of the ball. And I think that's something I've definitely noticed in the last two games with them, that everything is so is done at such a fast pace. They're not overworking the ball. They're reserving their energy. And I mm-hmm. suppose coming into the next couple of weeks, that's what they're going to have to do in their games by 
reserving their energy but also not letting the performance tip and that's what they're doing their, u- their use of the ball is brilliant they're making sure that they're the conserving the decision much. making yeah, yeah, decision like make every, when you get a ball correct and, but they're looking for players mm-hmm. you know before Kilkenny might be oh let's lob it into the forwards yeah. or whatever and see what they can do with it but that's not happening like it's so much easier if you have to take two passes to get a player into a better position mm-hmm. before you then move the ball forward they're doing that and it's working very well for them at the yeah, minute it is it really is like everything is just done at such pace and with such precision as well like and it's clearly something that they have been working on as well and you can see it and you know it's 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 great to see that it's been transferred over onto the pitch as well and you know it's and there's some really good passages of play there it's done so simple and so effortlessly and that's what you want to see and you know when we do start coming up against the big teams I think that's going to be the I think that's going to be the advantage that we're going to have that we're actually our usage of the ball has been so so good and the pace of our forwards and the space that they're creating for themselves and the movement is just absolutely phenomenal Yep. now Dowan had relatively by their standards not a great league campaign um, they avoided the relegation which is great for them they got to uh, there so uh, you know but they're ha- in the league section they did ship heavy scores as well um, they conceded 11.52 out of four games they won one game but when it comes to championship it's a different kettle of fish mm-hmm. we see it last year they travelled to Waterford a huge distance down for them as well and really they should have come away from Welsh Park with a victory over Waterford they were on lucky to do it they're competing we know they can compete yep. so you can't take down for granted or you know think that on oh, Janie Mack you know we're going up here and we're going to maybe do the same as we've done to Dublin and Offaly in the last couple mm-hmm. of, of games it's not going to happen like that long journeys is going to take girls a time to get used to the the game and get up to speed with it mm-hmm. and the whole lot um, so this could be a really tough uh, test for Kilkenny at the weekend yeah like I think it will like at the end of the day it's an All-Ireland Championship that we're we're in now and you know yeah the focus has been really good towards the Leinster Championship but you know what I think it's when you hit the All-Ireland the All-Ireland stages that there's a new focus and it's like championship frame of mind not saying anything that they weren't focused on the Leinster Championship but it is like in the back of their head like this is the one that they want to be winning. This is the big one. This is what they've been working very hard for over the last couple of months. And it's come on us so fast. Like, I feel like, I feel like it was only the other day that we were, you know, starting, starting the league. The league. That, like, yeah. you know, so I think, yeah, there's, I think this week in training, I think the girls are going to be obviously brimming with confidence, getting the win over the weekend. But I think they're going to be really, really focused on this weekend. It's a big journey for any team to have to go to the north. It's a massive, massive task. You know what you're coming up against up there. They're all so physical. It's like they're bred differently nearly up there. Like they're just all big women, physical, really good hurlers. Like obviously, I think the go-to person for Neve or for uh, Down is going to be Neve Mallon. Like, you know, she's been such a stalwart for Down Camogie over the years. And she's definitely one that they're really going to have to look out for. But I think Down on the other side you couldn't just pick one forward that they have to keep an eye on. They have to keep an eye on them all. Like, to me, I think Miriam Walsh is having a fantastic year. I think she's just absolutely phenomenal. Her strength alone inside in that full forward line, she's burying goals into the back of the net and she's just keep going. Like, I feel like this year there's nearly a whole new lease of life on her, yeah. you know, and I think she's really going really well. Um, You know, Mary O'Connell, I think she's having a really good year, but I think it's Julianne fabulous. Malone is just... Uh, come here. I, I watched back the, the, mm. the video footage and the whole lot, even last night when I went... Um, doing reports and that uh, up for the after the weekend and I counted at least five times that Julianne put up her hand just caught a ball and made scores out of it mm-hmm. and she was actually after taking a quick puck out from Aoife Norris got the ball into her hand put a pass in beautifully for one of the goals in the second half and I can't remember whether it was Aoife's goal or yeah. Miriam's goal I think actually it was Miriam's goal because she actually passed the ball along in on the ground into uh, Mirror Mirror flicked up the ball into Mary O'Connell Mary O'Connell gave a quick one-two pass back to a bang in the back of the net yeah. but that all came from a quick poke out from Aoife down on top of Julianne ball in hand if that ball didn't go to her hand mm-hmm. there was no way that goal was got but it was like a magnet it just stuck to her phenomenal pair of hands mm-hmm. on her Absolutely. Phenomenal. Yeah, her work rate has just been great. And even the day against Offaly, she was just everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Um, Really, really good. And I think, you know, it's probably, it's probably maybe something that Kilkenny may have been missing maybe last year or the year before. And it's great to see her back in the black and amber. Yeah, it surely is. I suppose for Dublin, you know, it was their first uh, Leinster final in 35 years. Um, 
you know they did equip themselves really really well mm-hmm. albeit that they were outplayed for long periods of time now they brought on a couple of substitutions so did Kilkenny the tempo kind of lacked in the last 10 minutes Dublin really pushed on though in the 10 minute period we have to mention Ashley O'Neill was outstanding mm-hmm. Neve Gannon was outstanding and I thought Emma O'Byrne um, at wing back mm-hmm. was also outstanding as well but when you're going into championship with a defeat like that and then you have a trip to Waterford which we're going to focus on now this is group one so the first game between Waterford and Dublin Dublin will have to pick themselves up really quickly um, you know to get ahead of that game it's a repeat of last year's relegation battle in the league that we saw that Waterford uh, lost to Dublin just by a point so it's going to be a tight tough game yeah it surely is but the one thing I will say about Dublin is they're going into this very much hurt and wounded and they're going to want to make amends for their performance the last day now in saying that it's not as if their performance was overly poor or anything because it wasn't no, like, no. They, they kept into Kilkenny in the first 10-15 minutes they really did then Kilkenny got the goal and started getting on top of them and then that was it it kind of finished them off the first 10 minutes as we've said as I've said already Kilkenny dominated but you have to admit Dublin in the last 15 minutes or so of that game they were very strong they very yeah. I thought they started to dominate it they got that's where they got their purple patch and they were just plucking off points left right and centre and they were re- they didn't give up they kept going so I think that's probably the, the positives that uh, that um, Adrian O'Sullivan and the lads are actually going to focus on after that like they knew Kilkenny are, you know they're one of the top teams in the country they knew that they were going to be coming up a, a massive a massive team and a massive test against them it's probably a test that yes okay they got such a beating in it but but if you look at the last nine minutes yeah. and I'm just looking through my notes here um, in a nine minute period they outscored Kilkenny five points to one in that period mm-hmm. of time I just like I think Dublin are going to learn a lot from it I think they've had three really competitive games over the last couple of weeks whereas Waterford really haven't and I think that's going to stand to them and you know I think I think Dublin will come, a vict- will come out with a victory out of that game I think they'll come away from Waterford with the, their first win on the board It surely will um, I suppose for Waterford they have been in the quarterfinals for the last number of years they'll be looking to get back and push a step forward with it um, they had a really good league campaign yep. to a certain degree like they topped the group that Kilkenny was in um, as well in the uh, the Division 2 they got to the knockout stages you know but they didn't end up reaching the final because Wexford and Antrim as we know contested the final there so I suppose they'll be disappointed in a way that they didn't um, get to the final mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day which would be disappointing for them they'll really want to push on and go the go at least to get to another quarter final again this year yeah they definitely will but you know I think for Waterford yeah they have the home advantage against Dublin in that I just think maybe not having as much competitive games over the last couple of weeks could kind of go against them um, they did have Wexford in the league semi-final yep. um, you know that was always going to be tough and we said ourselves when our intermediates came up against Wexford it was the one draw you didn't want and I suppose for Wexford and Washford some people are kind of maybe looking at that game as if it was the league final that you would be expecting the winners to come out of that out of that semi-final you know but it's hard to know them when you look at Wexford mm-hmm. then the day that they play Kilkenny in yeah. the Leinster Championship like that they they were really so bad you know they were poor I mean I was expecting an awful lot more from Wexford yeah. but we've seen them you know as in, I saw them in the league final as well against Antrim and they were outstanding mm-hmm. so I mean when it comes to the league can you really judge on league performances this is championship at the end of the day like it's completely different kettle of fish altogether mm-hmm. I don't think so I think like there's always a stigma in the back of every player's mind that it's it's just league and that's absolutely no disrespect to the league campaign at all you know to win the league is a huge achievement in itself but I think you know everybody knows and you'd be lying if you said it otherwise but the championship is the main focus and there's a different frame of mind going into championship as there is going into the league you know I do think that Wexford went very strong for the league you know they and they needed to because that's they needed a massive boost of confidence going into championship you know I don't think they are a top team at senior ranks just yet I really really don't I think they're building they're clearly in transition they have a lot of young players coming up um, but I just don't know if I just don't think they're going to make the cut just yet and I think 
Wexford themselves have a very tough game coming up in the opening round they have right so in group 1 Waterford and Dublin is the first one it is a home game for Waterford um, so you give us your prediction on that one I'm going to go with Dublin in that one you're going with Dublin in mm-hmm. that one okay and as you mentioned Wexford then as well they have a really tough game uh, against Cork mm-hmm. Cork are the league finalists came up against Galway really put it up to Galway in the league final as well albeit Galway did push away in the end of it um, it is a home game for Wexford though yeah. you know that is the only thing and they will be tough to beat at home um, so how do you see that one going? Joe, I think it will be really interesting this game the fact that we have to remember Cork have had a very very tough Munster final victory over the weekend went to extra extra time um, you know so legs are probably very very tired in the Cork camp at the moment so they're going to have to prepare and get themselves you know fully recovered for this game this weekend um, Wexford on the other hand haven't been out in a couple of weeks for a competitive game you would have to imagine though that Cork will have more in the tank than, than Wexford will in this and I think Cork I feel like they're growing and growing and they're getting stronger and stronger for every game that they're going through Um, so I would say that it'll be Cork that'll be coming out victors in that game Okay then we move on then obviously as you mentioned the Munster Championship we did have Tipperary and Clare that was there they had a ding dong battle Clare came out uh, victors out of the mm-hmm. semi-final in that one played Cork as you said in the, the final great game you know how do you see Tipperary and Clare going because we know and you've said it a number of times that Tipperary has been borderline you know being in the top four they're probably Mm -hmm. a small step ahead of everyone else but Clare have been impressive enough this year they really have um, and to be honest with you I was very shocked that Clare actually bet Tipperary in the Munster semi-final I like I don't know and maybe I'm not the only one and I, I doubt I am kind of assumed it was going to be a Tipperary Cork Munster final there but you know Clare really pulled it out of the bag but I think that's where Tip are going to be very very hurt by that and I think that's probably maybe the kickstart that that uh, tip needed something very similar to our intermediates getting bet by leash I think that's the kickstart yeah. that Kilkenny needed as well in the intermediates but I do think um, it's a home venue for Tipperary in this I would imagine Tipperary will come out as victors in this um, and the fact that Clare are after having a very very tough game at the weekend how will the bodies be able to recover from that um, yeah I, I would I would imagine it'll be tip I think that'll be a very tight game Okay, so you just tip narrowly coming out narrowly of that one? Narrowly coming out of that one, yeah. Okay, then we move on, obviously, to Group 2 uh, that interests us. We've already said it, um, that you think that Kilkenny is going to be down, albeit mm-hmm. maybe not by a huge margin. Um, the, a good tie of the round, though, is going to be Galway and Limerick. Uh, at the weekend and it's also great to see that that's actually going to be um, a double header in Pierce's Stadium with the hurling game as well which is great to see for a championship um, we should have mentioned actually that to have it in Port Leash as well for the Leinster final mm-hmm. in front of Galway and Leash really added to the occasion you know yeah. and we really need to see more double headers coming with bigger mm-hmm. matches to get bigger crowds in so fair play to the two associations for doing that but Galway and Limerick Limerick I suppose have been in transition for yeah. a little while you know we know that they have, we have them in the next round coming up as well so mm-hmm. we'll be keeping a close eye on this one to see how it goes so how do you see it going? Like I think for this it's a very tough opening round for Limerick and probably the toughest for any of the teams that are there the fact that Limerick have to travel to Galway who are the current All-Ireland champions current league champions you know it's a very very high task it for that it won't be easy no and Galway I suppose as you said it's part of a double header so there's going to be an awful lot of Galway supporters at this match um, to to spur these girls on I, I really think that Gal- I think Gal- Galway could put a serious scoreline up here against Limerick in the first round and they're you know just so that it's a home venue and they're kind of going to want to get out there and maybe show off their class and show off their talent there and really put a stamp on the first round of the championship and let all the other counties know that they mean business I think you know I think that's going to be I think that's going to be easily a Galway victory there Okay, so we chalk that down for Galway. You'd be hoping for Galway's perspective and especially for the development that they wouldn't get an awful beating in that uh, first game. Um, Which brings us to the last game then of the senior. It is Offaly versus Antrim. You know, we've seen Offaly. They're a young side. Mm -hmm. We've seen them playing two weeks ago. Um, Antrim is there Antrim beat down in the Ulster final going back a couple of weeks ago by seven points as well you know so they're going into the game 
fresh. They mm-hmm. haven't had a game in a couple of weeks as yeah. well. So how do you see this one playing out? Do you know, I actually think this will probably be the tightest game of the whole weekend um, These two th- for these two teams. Um, I think, as you said, yeah, awfully, you know, beaten by Kilkenny in Leinster semi-final. They, there was a lot of positives that Susan Erner could take from that game. I thought the last few minutes, the last 10-15 minutes of that game awfully really dominated Kilkenny um, in, in that second half and they really pushed on. We spoke about her already last week. Marie Teen has been, was absolutely influential in that game. For Antrim, I think, you know, the defeat in the league final but then, you know, having a good Ulster campaign as well, you know, I think that's going to be, t- I think that they're going to be really kind of up for this game and I think for the likes of Offaly and Antrim, they're going to be looking at this game as they need to get a winning start coming into the championship and both teams are going to seriously fancy their chances in this. I, I think it's going to be tight, but I think Antrim will just about edge it if it's not a draw. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's sitting on the fence a small little bit. So are you going with Antrim to do it? I'm, or going, are you to going, with, I'm going to go with Antrim, but I won't be surprised if it's a draw game. Okay. Um. Right, okay. So that's... Uh, one, two, three, four victories away that you're giving and two home victories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I suppose the other piece of big news that was uh, announced um, over the last week as well is the knockout stages. So the quarter finals have been picked as a double header in FBD Semper Stadium on the 16th of July which are going to be televised live as well and also the uh, double header in Crow Park on the 23rd of July to get the semi-finals up there as well which is a huge step forward um, and well done to everybody for that so that's the announcement on um, that which is brilliant to see great work going um, I suppose we can announce it here that you know the next lot of games is the 28th of May and it's going to be a double header in Kilkenny and UPMC Nolan Park the intermediates have their first outing they don't start until the 28th so they're up against uh, Kildare which will have Kilkenny interest as well yep. with uh, Mike Wall Damien Donahue being involved there um, part of Joe Quaid's uh, set up with Kildare they are coming down here and also then Limerick are the visitors as well on that so it will be a double header that day uh, we think it's going to be about two and four mm-hmm. give or take it so keep an eye on that but just an early little piece of information to be ready and ready to buy tickets and fill uh, as much as we can UPMC Nolan Park on that day I suppose the other bit of business then that we have to do is the summer leagues are continuing on in Kilkenny which is mm-hmm. great um, to see in the adults the leagues are going the underage is going as well but also at the minute the KCLR newly sponsored come in the month Skull Games are also uh, in full swing and we're getting down to knockout stages as well so we are uh, here on Monday so on Tuesday these games will have been played um, so in Ryan B in a quarter final we have Coon Muckalee versus Wine Gap in the other Ryan B we have uh, Clara versus Carrick Shock they are all on Tuesday in Ryan C we have your own school out there Tullerone playing Ballyhale so I know Breed is probably still getting the team ready out there to uh, to prepare for battle in that one and then we have Bennett's Bridge uh, against Pawstown in the other one we were talking to Alan Morrissey only uh, two podcasts ago as well and he's uh, raving about all the work has been done out in Bennett's Bridge and rightly so because they're going very very well on Wednesday then we have a semi-final in Rhiney it's St Candice's B team against Ballyragas that is in James's Park at 1.30 we also have on Thursday a Ryan A semi-final between Pilltown and Bunskull Macaulay Reach, of course of John Locks that is going to be a battle and a half that is in Pilltown at half past three the Ryan D quarterfinal between Skiok, Greg Skiok and Johnstown is going ahead at half three in Greg Namana. That's on Thursday. That's the Ryan D quarterfinal. We also have another Ryan D quarterfinal. It's Conaghy against Castle Comer. That's in Conaghy at half three also on Thursday. And we have St. Aidan's then of... Uh, Kilmana playing Freshford thank you to the producer here behind me saying it for me and it's a home game in Kilmana at half past three so yeah uh, a lot of schools games on you you played in primary schools as mm. well Um, you know they're great games to get started with a lot of our senior players have played in uh, coming months goal finals so I suppose the object of all coming months goal knockout stages 
is to get to the big day in Nolan Park and hopefully fingers crossed all going well that is going to happen as well uh, later on in June but yeah, you you started your career with primary schools. <laughs> I did so many years ago. Like That's it was not that actually long now. crazy. Do you know what it was? And it's I like so I went to primary school in Erlingford, and at the time, like there was a serious, serious like you know rivalry between Erlingford and Freshford when it came to the primary schools. And I actually only recently found a program from the primary schools match. And my future sister-in-law, my sister, my actual now sister-in-law, Kim Farrell, was on the Freshford team. But sure, I wouldn't have known her. I would like I obviously wouldn't have known her at that stage. And, but it was flanked by like Anne and Mary Dalton were on it as well. Like, and, you know, when you think back to it now, we had a very, very strong team when I was in sixth class. And, and we actually, you know, for the first time ever, we actually beat same we actually beat Freshford in the Ryan A schools final and I'll never forget that day inside Nolan Park you know for us it was like winning all Ireland final like we yeah. were like we were absolutely jumping around the place and I remember we got the, the double decker bus going down through the street in Erlingford and everybody was into Butler's in then you know inside and we were all going around with our bottles of Cadet orange or Coke and then our bags of cheese and onion potatoes and you know it was just a, it was such it was such a massive hype and I think then Erlingford went on to win four or five Ryan A titles in a row I know my sister was on on all the rest of them but you know it was it was it's so it was such a brilliant thing to do and it was so like we were so like in love with it and I think the year previous before we got to that I think Mullinavat had actually beaten us in in James's Park and maybe the Ryan B schools final and if memory serves me right I think Claire Aylward was playing on that team like and you know these are all girls that like you know have great not black just and myself other girls that yeah. would have been on the team like we would have went on to play each other you know in, in you know in under 14 county or 16 county the whole way up along and but you know, would have played with one another then as well on yeah. the county teams later on oh yeah we would have like you know it's it's like it's funny because even like when I went into then first year in the retro you know the likes of Marie Anderson Caroline Campion all these girls who have been playing against me only a couple of months prior in a schools final like you're kind of going in and going like oh, I hate them I hate them <laughs> but sure they turned out like we were all really good friends then when we got to school but, but it's your just, teammates then but, in a couple of weeks yeah, later but this is it like and it, it was funny like it was such you know it was such a great honour and I remember like you know I just remember in Erinford like we had such a really good um, influence on us in the school there we had Henry O'Grady who basically started Camogie in school and Miss Mary Cowig she was absolutely phenomenal we had Miss Mary Rooney and then we had Dermot Dunphy as well you know they were so like they were such really good role models for the school to have like and they were just so into hurling like they really really were like Dermot Dunphy came into the school like in our previous principal as well she was absolutely brilliant Miss Fitzgerald but like when Dermot Dunphy came into the school like he nearly gave a whole new lease of life on Camogie and hurling into school and it was brilliant to see it like and you know it was such like you were kind of literally put up on a pedestal you know and you were showing off you know this is great you're great Camogie players you're great hurlers and you know that was definitely the start of that was definitely the start of you know Camogie for me and like you know somebody said to me one day we were talking about it and you know they were just talking about so much pressure and kids like having to go out and buy pairs of boots and having the best boots ever and the best you know all this because I was actually trying to get a pair of boots for myself and like I remember like when I was in third or fourth class and like and I remember my first like I wasn't really to be fair like when I was in maybe second class I wasn't overly into camogie that much but like all my friends were playing it so I wanted to play it and um, I remember going looking for a pair of socks in I remember going looking for a pair of socks in my mother's press and they were green and white socks but what wasn't there a hole in the white part or the green part of the sock so I found duct tape at home that was the same colour and I wrapped it around my leg because I didn't want anyone to see that I had a hole in my socks sure my mother was marked by going why didn't you tell me I had a body pair of socks but like you know it's just funny things that you remember there but yeah the primary schools they're absolutely brilliant I went in to watch one one year only a couple of years back Tullerone were actually playing in it and sure of course Breda was running up and down the line like a mad joke and you know Tullerone were after winning that and you know it, it's absolutely brilliant it's great they it's won a, great a couple in a row like yeah. I, I think even they might have won back to back divisions that they might have been in Ryan B one year and then mm. went up and won the Ryan A the following yeah, year yeah I think you could have been right like I think you know I have a couple of pictures on our Facebook page and uh, for Tullerone and I definitely think Amy Clear was you know captain of them one year but yeah you know it's absolutely brilliant it's um, you know it's such um, 
it's like something nearly like the Fela. It's nearly the competition before the Fela for a lot of the players in primary school. And it's really, really good to see. And, you know, but it, it is a big lovely. deal when you get to Nolan yeah. Park, right? You hear that, oh God, the final's in Nolan Park. Yeah. The day comes, right? And everyone is excited. Yeah. And you go along and you come to the triangle, you get out of the car and you walk down. Now, depending mm. on where it is, it used to be you walk down the roadside, go in through the gate, and then you had to walk down the path yeah. in underneath the tunnel, down into the dressing room, yeah. right? So you were down there, you were getting ready mm. and the next thing you come out of it, only within the last couple of years you were nearly held back because I know I was down there for a while with the, the portable microphone that was in Northern Park and you had to wait and you were announcing that either Tullerone or Ordingford was coming out and the next yeah. thing you play the Crow Park fanfare. So yeah. all the guards are running out to this like and you're running out into a huge stadium never being mm. able to play before sit on the bench yeah. get your photograph taken yeah. and then you play away in the game and you just I don't know do you feel do you feel that the the atmosphere that's there or when you're on the field do you just take it as a normal game and just play whatever way you do it Martin I couldn't tell you it was so long ago like we're talking 2000 <laughs> but the last time I played in a primary school in its primary school final but you'd imagine they would like it's just well, I can remember every game that I've refereed in the primary school finals in Nolan Park and every one of them has been exceptional yeah they were no, special they are, it's, it's, it's it's lovely to watch yeah. because I mean I don't know maybe it's because everyone is so innocent mm. right and there's no bullshit about anything you're yeah. going along and these kids are out there and they literally just want to go and flake a slitter yeah. around the place and put her in the net or put her over the bar and score and then go up the steps and pick up a cup yeah. like above at the end of the day it, it's unreal like even just to watch them it, it is like and even when you think back like when I think back now like you had the oversized jerseys yeah, that you're yeah. wearing the shorts they look a million miles too big for you if you know back in my day it was all the round space helmets as we like to call them and um, you had the socks pulled right up to the last the shin guards, <laughs> the shin guards were in sticking out and, yeah. a mile you know like it's funny when you look at it and you kind of look now and you're like they're actually like that so well, I just think the oversized jerseys and when you look at it you're like I was always a tall girl like but my sister was always she was she was always a little scut like she was and Siobhan actually was on the first year we won it myself and Siobhan were both on the same team and I remember just looking down the pitch at one stage that there was just this little one and she just <laughs> running around but sure, that was her like but it, it's just it's just really funny like when you look at some of them out there and they're so tiny and you look at them going oh dear god she's going to get absolutely trampled on but yeah do you know what they're brilliant they're definitely days that you remember like I will, I I remember that day that we won that county final inside in, inside Nolan Park. Oh my gosh, we thought all our dreams were after coming true at once, and this is the be all and the end all. And yeah. you know, we never wanted to win anything else again. And you know, it was yeah, it was funny. They're definitely are oh, they brilliant days. They absolutely aren't. It's you my favourite time of the year yeah, anyway. Going to them because mm. I mean, I remember going back. Um, I think it was either last year or the year before it, and Mullinavat. I think it was Mullinavat and Danes Ford actually played in the final. And it ended in a draw mm. at full time and I went to a replay and it was a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday night afterwards the following week and the crowd, the yeah. crowd that just came because they were after hearing about the first game, like you wouldn't see it as an under 14 county yeah. final sometimes, you know, the, the stand was jam packed but mm. the girls out on the field was just phenomenal. Yeah. The skill level of the whole lot of them um, and just the innocence and, you know, everything. And they just want to go out and win a game. And then yeah. when it's all over, Mammy and Daddy comes out and they all get big hugs and yeah. the whole lot. And as you say, then... Ship to McDonald's and afterwards ba- for Back the after to McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's unreal. But that's where... I suppose the love of Camogie comes mm. into it that's where you hone a talented player yeah. you know that's made and I mean we've known that Grace has played in them uh, Davina has played in school finals mm-hmm. Denise Gall has played in school finals and you now look at it and Denise Gall is there now with five all-stars yeah. right Grace has two All-Ireland medals under her belt mm-hmm. you know the the endless possibilities of playing in a school final in Nolan Park is yeah. beyond the, the reaches of space and you know what it is like it's completely different I found like I found with with the primary schools it really sa- it really starts off like a young girl's camogie career but it has to go back to like it. this all goes back to the grassroots and it's all about like you know having the really good influences in the school at the time and I've mentioned mm-hmm. who was involved with us in Erlingford and to be fair to them like I don't think if it wasn't for them especially Henry O'Grady my god what that man did 
for Camogie, not just in Erlingford, but especially in the primary school. Like he was a caretaker in our school. Like you used to love seeing him come along because you knew like, right, I could get out of class here now for a couple of minutes. <laughs> he might bring me down. He might show me how to hit a ball. You know, I'd have to pretend I was maybe going like, you know, p- picking up grass with him or something like that. But, you know, it was really, really good. Like, and you have so, like you have these teachers that are coming in and like they're giving up their time to train these kids and they just have the love for Camogie as well. Like, you know, I guarantee a lot of the girls that are playing on any of the senior intermediate county teams will definitely tell you that, you know, their teachers in their schools were definitely an influence on them, especially in primary school. And, you know, it was great to see. And it was probably maybe like for a lot of them, I would imagine it was a different face to what they had maybe back in the club scene as well. Because, you know, in the club scene, it's the majority of the people that are involved are, you know, their parents or, you know, their brothers or sisters or whatever of the kids. But when it comes to school, it's the teachers. And, you know, like it was really, really good to see. Like, I know we were very, very lucky in Ireland for who we had. Like, and, you know, they definitely kickstarted the career for many of us in like. In, well, you just in mentioned a couple of teachers, you know, I'm thinking of the likes of Brida Holmes, who was yeah. there now. She's the kid person, you know, whatever way you want to call her. Herself and Angela in with the senior team at the minute. Yeah. Passion is undoubted, you know, when she's there. Um, You had uh, Helen Murphy. Yeah. Uh, was in St. Aidan's who was there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of the, the girl of the Fitzes. Yeah. Is with, uh, she was Eileen. with St. Candice's, was she? I thought she was with Clara. Or was no? it Clara? It was one of many. Mm. It was a maroon coloured yeah, team anyway. Clara, I um, I know that, you know, you have all former players that's there. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary O'Connell is probably involved in primary school now. Summer Claire Feeling has been mm-hmm. involved now and primary school mm. level and Mary was, was involved with Prez she's secondary so she's involved in Prez so it's great to see these girls you know given their expertise to you know their the teams like and you know like I would know from a player you know if I have a, a an inter-county camogie player coming in to train my teams I know that I'm definitely going to be looking up to them um, but yeah and like it's great and it's great to see the girls giving back as well yep it surely is and just have to think of Noreen O'Keefe I think was part of a, a team um, mm. as well at some stage you know and all them girls have actually played at county level and you're then going along and you're teaching all these smaller kids as well fantastic so yeah we're looking forward to it as we say KCLR the new sponsor of the coming months called Camogie Finals within Kilkenny and hopefully I think in around the 19th of June that the finals um, are going to be getting played and if we can play them all in Nolan Park on the same day mm-hmm. and get the kids into it it's going to be a festival of Camogie and yeah. hopefully we can be doing something like a bit outside broadcast unit or something there and be involved in it and be there with completely something different so um, yeah also we did have the medal night for mm-hmm. the minors going back last Friday poor Linda had 58 medals to present she was bet at the end of it but it was a great night to have and all of the girls I think really enjoyed it so it's nice to acknowledge mm-hmm. um, the fact that the All-Ireland medals are absolutely delightful I have to say but whoever printed the Kilkenig on the back of it spelt Kilkenig wrong <laughs> it just you know these things happen but like you know the spelling is wrong on it but it's still an All-Ireland medal no yeah, one cares about medal, yeah, no one cares thing. about the yeah, spelling exactly. at the back of it but yeah no Linda listens religiously to our podcast so thank you Linda very much for all your hard work and sorry you had so many to do but I don't think she uh, she minded too much well that is it it's an early one for us today we're not over the hour mark at yeah. all we haven't too much um, to be going this week we'll we don't have a lot have Paula here to keep it going. we don't have Paula no yeah. Paula, Paula's away at uh, what she tell me she's gone to a blitz and under seven all Ireland yeah. <laughs> and under seven all Ireland imagine it I mean Paula Dowling is going to be roaring and shouting at an under seven not in a bad way encouragement in the yeah. whole lot but yeah she's uh, she's as bad as the rest of them she takes everything so seriously when it comes to it but her passion is unwavering if we could bottle that on yeah. you I tell you one thing we would be rich people so we would <laughs> we certainly would well hopefully you enjoyed the podcast here this evening don't forget it will be up and available on Scoreline and you can also get it through scoreline.ie that is and you can also get it through the KCLR 96FM app and through all of your podcast places where you normally download them don't forget when download have a listen and hopefully that you are enjoying them we are 16 episodes in already and don't forget to give us a like or get in contact and give us some feedback or anything that you want brought up camogie related um, that we can certainly have a look into it and do it we would be more than willing to do it but it is down coming up the weekend we will be back next week to review all of the action from the Dimplex Senior Camogie Championship next week but from the studios here in KCLR 96 FM it's a goodbye from myself and Anya goodbye she's riding it she's taking it goal for Kilkenny it's 
international physicality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey.